Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. It is Bagels and Bad Beats. Yours truly with Scott Wetzel on this Thursday morning, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Office and Picks. Uh, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E Picks, P-I-C-K-S Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away Kevin did tweet in that The uh, Mega Million winner From the other day was sold six miles From my house, he writes in And you know, you, you think about this We play Mega Million every week And you know, one winner Gets a $410 million paycheck. But I can only imagine, I brought this up on my podcast. You know, it's it's funny. Mega Millions, it's basically all or nothing. Could you imagine coming up with four or five numbers? You know, when you have a $410 million jackpot, you get five numbers with Mega Million, you're winning, what do you think, out of $400 million? $100 million? No. $25 million? No. No. $10 million? No. Five million? No. One million? You got to win one million bucks, right? It's got 400 freaking million dollar pot. I got all but one number. I got to win at least a million bucks, right? No. How about a half a million? No. How about a quarter of a million? No. How about a hundred million? Or a hundred thousand, rather. Forget a quarter million. How about a hundred thousand? I got to win a hundred thousand out of a $400 million pot, right? If I get all but one of the numbers right? No. 50,000? No. 40? No. 30? No. 20? No. You get a lousy, good for nothing, I just as soon not win $10,000. Could you imagine that? Can you imagine looking at your lottery ticket and in all but one number and you think okay you know what you got a chance to win the whole damn thing one and then you have a chance to win at least a few million dollars be set for the rest of your life right and you win a 10 lousy dollars i know this is stated the obvious but you just can't win those freaking things you just what is the point what a joke bagels and bad beats phone calls coming up SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad meats with Scott Wetzel. It is Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning with your Stewie Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet, at Office of Picks. Email me, go to the website, 
OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon. As our good buddy Dusty, who's actually in Las Vegas, uh, although originally from New York, has done. Finally get Scott what hedging now means. Thanks for explaining it last hour. Holy blank. Uh, I let a lot of money go away by not hedging. Say when I'm in Vegas and I've won four out of five and I didn't put any money on that other team just in case the big parlay doesn't pay out. I still win money on the other side. Wow. Oh, well. Yeah, Dustin, welcome to reality. But, you know, I laugh because it seems pretty, you know, generic if you've been a gambler over the years, as I've been. But, you know, that, that's the mentality of a lot of people. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong or whatever, but it just goes to show how many novices are getting into gambling uh, because of the prominence of it over the last, you know, really one to two, maybe three years. I mean, you get a lot of basics that you have to do. And, and whether it's FanDuel or anywhere else, as long as they allow you to do it, man, that, that is an absolute automatic must play. If, if you have, and I use four or five team parlay before as an example, but we'll just do it again. So if you have a four team parlay, and see, one of the keys to me is always putting at least one game separate from all the others. Don't pick four teams or whatever the parlay is, three, four, five teams, two. Don't put them all at the same time. You know, give yourself a position to hedge. You know, so you always pick one if it's a four o'clock NFL game and you do three one o'clock games or if it's a Sunday night game, always do one by itself. This way, if you hit the early ones, you could hedge. And that's what hedging is. You know, if you have uh, $100 down on a parlay, right, a pays uh, 14 parlay pays 10 to one. All right. You're set to make $1,000 setting it to your Sunday night game if you hit it. Well, take 300 and bet the other team. That's the team that you're in the parlay with. Bet the other one. This way, if that other team does win, well, you win your 300 on that bet minus the 100 on the parlay. You still walk away with $200. If the original team hits, well, you won $1,000 minus the 100 on this one, or 300. So you still win $700. You take it away from your winnings, but you're guaranteeing a winner. And that's what it's all about, guaranteeing a winner. So those are the basics that have become a must play. You really, to me, you just have to. Unless you're way up on the day, then uh, then maybe not. You roll the dice, but it's an opportunity for you to guarantee a win, and I will do that every single time. Uh, back to the phones we go, 844-843-6879. Dusty in Tennessee has apparently been in the casinos who have uh, opened up their windows and doors, uh, which is a beautiful thing. Welcome to uh, Bagels and Bad Beats, Dusty. I just had to uh, fulfill the trifecta of Tennessee with John and Mark this morning. Uh, Scott, I've listened to you since the Sporting News days for years, and this is the first time I've ever called in live, so it's a pleasure wow. to talk to you for the first time. I'm, I'm getting a lot of that uh, on Bagels and Bad Beats. How about that? We're getting more phone calls on Bagels and Bad Beats in less than a week than I'll say uh, uh, an old radio show now gets that I used to work at. <clears throat> you know what I mean? <laughs> And, and to think I'm doing it at 6 o'clock Eastern time in the morning is even more of a miracle. But I'm leaving Harris Cherokee Casino in Cherokee, North Carolina, heading to Hilton Head for a short vacation. And um, speaking of DraftKings earlier, the stock, um, the Cherokee Casino, they are all, well, they're probably within six months of completing the construction of a mega-size sportsbook facility over there. And uh, wow. to do something like that in the middle of the Smoky Mountains, that just speaks volumes to where sports gambling, where it's heading. And um, I, you, just, you just wouldn't believe the side of it. I mean, it's it's Vegas looking just to see it. It's, it's, it is incredible. 
Is that like a normal conversation, Dusty? You know, when, when you get with your buddies and you're hanging around, I mean, is, is gambling like that prominent that you'll talk about lines versus whether the Vols are going to win or, you know, the Titans are going to win the football game? Is it automatically set that, okay, they're going to win, but are they going to cover? It's it, it, With me, it might be a little one-sided in my circle. I'm about the only one in my run of friends that's into it that much. Now, just talking about the point spreads in general, Yes, in SEC football, it's all about uh, who's favored, not just Tennessee, but any you know Southeastern Conference. Everyone's interested in what the spread is. But no one in my area still yet talks about actually putting money down in gambling, except me. Hmm. But I think yes, it's gonna, that's going to increase. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to spend that kind of money on, on that casino like you're talking about, then... Yeah, it's only, you know, whether it's casino stocks, Dusty, or anything related to, to me- the mechanics of the casino, the, the machinery, I, I think all those stocks, if you're talking about that, is, is, are great buys. I, I just, it's it's amazing. It's five years from now. It, it was and, Go ahead. So it, it was the easiest $300 I've made in my life was buying $500 worth of DraftKings, I think, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And it that's I think that's when it was in the in the mid twenties, and now we're right. forty. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Um, I appreciate the phone call, Dusty. Keep on chiming in. Don't you don't mind getting up this early in the morning for sure. Yeah, gambling it's it's remarkable. It's, you know when I was working at Sporting News, I was like the pariah. I, I you know oh Scott's talking gambling. You know we're gonna stay away from him. You know he's got smoke coming out of his ears. He's the devil. You know when I used to do my opposite picks and stuff that that was okay with the opposite picks because they understood that was you know entertainment uh, only. But when it was like real gambling, all oh, you know same thing when I started working over at the three letter network. You know, it was always poo-pooed. Now it's like, you know, once again, you're truly Mr. Vegas ahead of the times. Now it's absolutely, if you don't, if you do a sports talk show now and you don't talk gambling, then you're, you're a dope. You're, you're completely out of it. So, Trucker Jim in Detroit checks in again. Trucker Jim, welcome to uh, Bagels and Bad Beats, bud. What's going on, Scotty? I can't blow the horn, Scotty. I got some moron next to me, and he'll probably go in the ditch if I blow the horn. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Nah, we don't want to do that. Uh, hey, Scott, I, I, I just wonder, and I didn't get a chance to ask you yesterday, when uh, is is you and Mikey from South Carolina, are you guys still holding hands on those Miami Dolphins, still boyfriends, yes. you know what I mean? Yes, we are. We are going to the Super Bowl this year behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and my buddy Dominic, uh, I hope he's listening, Dominic. I really appreciate you wanting to pay for the pay pay for my uh, podcast here. That was, that's, that's you're a hell of a guy, buddy. Uh, it, it, he's still Cleveland, right? He's still uh, he still, still wants to be uh, Baker Mayfield's great. He wants to be Baker Baker uh, Mayfield's granddaddy. Yes, and, he does. Uh, still that uh, and, and then uh, let me see. Oh, hey, I got to hear Huck yesterday. I got to hear Huck, Huck from Missouri. He uh, he called into uh, uh, the rap. So he called into Patrick's show yesterday. So okay. I, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard him in a long time. Yeah, I hadn't heard him in a long time. So hey, I think his team, Scotty. I think his team's got a chance of repeating. Uh, listen, you know on I the mean? surface, the, you would think you you would think right, especially Trucker Jim, because the AFC is awful. 
You know, I, I'm really I'm not a believer no. in Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, so I'm trying to find another team in the AFC that's going to give them any kind of fight, even if you expect them to have a bit of a letdown. I mean, there's just not any other great team in the AFC. You got a couple of teams that maybe are capable: Tennessee, Buffalo. You know, maybe Houston, but Bill Bill O'Brien, he's a dope. So, I mean, who's going to stop them in the AFC? So, and then once they get to the Super Bowl, then you know. It's anybody's game. I get that, but I don't see any letdown either from Kansas City. I really don't. They uh, and Scott, look at last year, Scott. I mean, how many games did uh, Mahomes miss last year? Wasn't that like five, six games? Yeah, not that many. Three, I think it was three or four. Yeah, yeah, and they still got to the Super Bowl. Okay, well, I mean, it still got to the Super Bowl and won the damn thing. And I mean, if he, uh, you know, if, if if he stays good this year. I, I, I just, I don't know. I think they're going to be tough to beat. I really do. I think they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, it's funny, I Trucker Jim. And I, yeah, I appreciate the phone call, but stay safe on the road there. We don't need any more Jack from Arkansas, uh, which uh, got into a car accident on, on one of my radio shows during our show. Greatest sports talk phone call in the history of sports talk radio. A trucker getting into a car accident on our show. But, you know, the AFC is equivalent to the Eastern Conference in the NBA. You know, Western Conference is, uh, you know, equivalent to the NFC. It's loaded where the AFC is basically just wide open for Kansas City to take it again. Bagels and Bad Beats for Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and bad TVs for this Thursday morning. Yours truly, Scott Wessel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 844-843-6879. You know, the key to gambling, and that's what this show, not, not mostly, but, you know, we're talking a lot about it. Obviously, bad beats, that means you bet on something that you thought were going to win, and then uh, something crazy happened in the end, so it's right there in the name of the show. You know, the key to gambling is just you got to look for something that just, it's not headlines. You know, uh, LeBron James is not playing for the L.A. Lakers tonight. Okay, we're going to bet against the L.A. Lakers. It's not that stuff that wins. It's it's the little nuances of sports stories that you can use in your thinking on who's going to win an event. You know, and as I sit here, getting ready for the golf to begin, and I told you before, you got a good 30, if not 40 legitimate golfers that could win these tournaments, no matter what tournament it is. Now, some tournaments are set up better, longer courses for longer hitters, shorter courses for better target players. But as a whole, you know, you got a good 30, 40 golfers. So it's tough to weed them out. You know, we have our four that we're going to go with for the Colonial, which gets underway in about an hour or so. I got Ricky Fowler. I got Jordan Spieth. I got Webb Simpson. I got Justin Rose. According to FanDuel, that they're all, you know, Simpson's 25 to 1, Spieth is 32, Fowler 35, and, and Rose 45. Now, I just as easily could have picked Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka or Rory McElroy, Phil Mickelson. I mean, there's a gazillion guys, right? But you don't. And sometimes there's just a little thing. And, and why I didn't take Kepka and McElroy and why I would not bet those guys in any tournament 
is their views on the Ryder Cup later this year. Well, how does that have anything to do with this tournament, Scott? That's two months down the line. Well, both have said, and Kepka said it again yesterday, that he's not interested in playing in the Ryder Cup unless there are fans there. And I understand the Ryder Cup has fans get involved a little bit more than other golf tournaments. But that tells me that Kepka and McElroy, both outspoken about that, aren't going to be on their normal basis when they're playing these tournaments without fans. And we're not getting fans at the Charles Schwab Challenge this weekend, and we're not going to get it, you know, for the next few weeks for sure. So, you know, when you have so many guys that are capable of winning, if I could find a little nugget like that, then that makes me be able to eliminate them a little bit easier. You know, if, whether it's the Ryder Cup or whether it's the, you know, Charles Schwab Challenge, if these two babies, you know, don't want to play golf because you don't have a hundred to a thousand to whatever spectators lining the fairways, that, that tells me their game is not going to be 100% on. You know, whether they don't care, whether they can't get motivated, whether there's just this little spark that's going to be missing from their game. I know it sounds goofy with golf, but, you know, that, like I said, to me, that means that they're not all focused. And if you're not going to be focused in any sport, you're not going to win. So I, that's two reasons why I would not be playing Kepka or McElroy this weekend or any other weekend until spectator. Well, let's see how they play. Now, if they play well this weekend, then maybe I throw that out the window next weekend. But I got a funny feeling. In fact, I would go so far, you could get pretty good odds you know, with gamblers on whether a golfer will make the cut or not make the cut. And I haven't checked with FanDuel, but I bet Kepka and McElroy are probably minus 400, between three and 400 to make the cut. You could get pretty good odds if you want to play a hunch on them not to make the cut. The big is monstrous. You're probably only going to get back, you know, 300, but still. And I must say, the last time I bet on Roy McElroy to make the cut was the British Open, and he failed to make the cut. And I thought for sure it was home course. So, um, so much for hunches on him. So he is capable, more than capable, of not making the cut. So if, if Kepka and McElroy don't like playing golf without spectators on the fairways, and around the you know the galleries and everything, uh, that's it's that's not bad. It's not a bad little hunch. Uh, Colby writes in morning, Scotty. As much as we're degenerates, I can't believe you haven't hopped on the Korean baseball. I've been betting it now for the last month or so, and I've been making money. These players, unlike MLB players, want to play, and I've noticed by betting it that two to three really good teams beat the snot out of everyone else. So I've been winning on parlay run lines. Just something to throw some shekels on until the real sports uh, return. Have a good day, LLs. Wow, I'll, I'll tell you, Colby. Um, I'll bet golf. I'll bet, uh, I'll even bet NASCAR. I, I don't follow it a lick, but I'll, I'll bet NASCAR. I'll bet, uh, I'll bet soccer, and I hate soccer. I'll bet WNBA, and I actually like the WNBA. I'll bet um, I'll bet horse racing, and I'm not the biggest horse racing fan. The major events, yes, but generally speaking, no. The, the races are all rigged. So, but I I am not betting Korean baseball. I that that everyone's got to draw the line somewhere in the sand, and that's my line in the sand. I am not. I can't go so low as to bet Korean baseball. I mean, I can't watch it. How the fuck do you know if these players are any good? Are, are you really breaking down box scores and line scores and pitching matchups? I mean, I'll tell you what, Colby. 
You could be our official Bagels and Bad Beats Korean baseball advocate. You give us a couple of winners every morning. If you could do that, I'll throw you. If you give us a winning record, here's the challenge. If you give us a winning record, by the end of the week, I'll throw you an opposite fix something. Golf shirt, hoodie, beer mug, coffee cup, shot glass, whatever I got in my inventory. And I got it all, basically. We'll, we'll do a week-by-week -week basis. If you could produce a winning record giving us Korean baseball lines in the morning uh, and winners, then then your game. So you're our official. Colby in Tennessee, I think it is, is our official Korean baseball advocate. 844-843-6879. Uh, I didn't get into the Dookie Pukies. But I will hear real quickly because I know one of our next callers wants to talk about that, perhaps. Although he may not. He may want to avoid the subject. But uh, have you been following the Zion Williamson thing? His former agent is suing his current agent. And within that, they, the former agent is accusing Zion and his family of getting money from the Dookie Pukies and good old Coach K. So much so that, uh, you know, and, and the judges have gone back and forth. So the first judge originally said, yes, he has to testify under oath, meaning Zion Williamson. And then a couple of days later, they found a different judge who ruled that he does not have to testify under oath. Now, now why would a kid be afraid to testify under oath? I mean, if you have nothing to hide, that's always been my philosophy, right? If you have nothing to hide, then why would you be afraid to testify? Well, uh, the former marketing agent, Gina Ford of Prime Sports, is suing uh, Williamson for breach of contract because he broke off their deal to sign with Creative Artist Agency. I don't necessarily care about that, although I must say, you know, it shows a little bit of a lack of character, I would think, from Zion. If you sign something on the dotted line, you would think, okay, there you go. You know, that's going to be my guys. And he broke that deal. Don't know the... Uh, complete details on whether he had some outs, but that's what she's pissed off about. So because of that, she wants him to testify. And she's accusing Zion's family of getting money from Duke. And some of the things that she used as evidence is what I find hilarious. I, I really do. Apparently, Zion's family was living in a home that was $900 a month in rent before he goes to Duke. So what's got? Well, after he goes to Duke, somehow or another, you know, that mega million lottery that we apparently talked about that I said no one would win? Well, they must have hit the lottery somehow or another because once Zion went to Duke, his family went from that $900 a month in rent house to a home that was worth almost a million dollars. And then they were also driving around three luxury cars. So they go from a $900 a month house to paying rent of almost $5,000 a month. And they went from driving three jalopies, no doubt, to three luxury cars. All, did they win lotto? No, they did not win lotto. Did they get a new job? No, they did not get a new job. Did they find money you know, uh, on the street? No, they did not find money on the street. No, they just had a son that went to Duke. And all of a sudden, somehow or another, the riches came in and they were able to improve their living situation twofold, tenfold, however you want to describe it. Why? 
Well, that's what we want to know. And that's why they want to put Zion on the stand. Now, at this point, again, he's not able to. He doesn't have to. And it doesn't sound like he's going to be volunteering to do that. But very interesting. You know, we all want to put the Dookie Pukies on this high pedestal. We all want to put Coach K on this pedestal. He's so much better. He's so much cleaner than every other college organization out there. We all think he's the be-all, end-all. You know, he is a leader of men. You know, don't forget that American Express commercial he made many moons ago. You know, he teaches more than just basketball at Duke. You know, he teaches kids how to become men. We know all that. Funny that over, and this has been in the, the story, the headlines for the last couple of months now, you know, clearly. Funny how we have not heard from Coach K on this situation. Funny how we have not heard any denials from Coach K. Why would that be? You know, if someone is accusing you of something so dirty as to paying a family off to have their son come to your school, wouldn't that be the first thing out of your mouth? Wouldn't you be holding a press conference yelling and screaming, saying, no way, no way, no way? Now, I know the NCAA has cleared Duke, but I don't trust the NCAA. They also told the NCAA about North Carolina and all the crookedness with their, their schooling that they did there that they weren't going to do anything. So I don't use the NCAA as the uh, uh, be-all, end-all on whether someone is right or wrong. No, no. I want to hear from Coach K. I want to have him say absolutely positively not. We did not pay off this family. But you know what? I don't think he can say that with a straight face because Duke, like I've been saying for years, is just as dirty as everybody else. Phone call. Come, come, come. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. It is Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday morning, coming up on uh, 19 minutes before the hour. Here's Chris Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. It is the debut week of Bagels and Bad Beats, so we're we'll here, uh, knock on wood, hopefully uh, Monday through Friday for the uh, next, uh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years or so. Who knows? Not in our industry, quite frankly, but uh, you can always hope. 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Uh, phones have been uh, pretty good this morning, which is a, a beautiful thing. Let's head to the phones now. Welcome in another LL loyal listener to the program, Mikey in South Carolina. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats, Mikey. What's up, brother? Oh, Kevin, I'm saying, oh, it's Kevin in South Carolina. I'm sorry. I thought it was Mikey in South Carolina. We have a lot of South Carolina listeners. Kevin in South Carolina. My bad. What's up, Kevin? How are you today, bud? He's an LL. Scotty. Scotty, Scotty. What's hey, up, you, Kevin? How are you? Russian ping pong. Good, good. You'd, you'd bet on Russian ping pong, though, wouldn't you? That I would do. Yes, I would. And being a ping pong uh, professional here, I would do that before they would Korean baseball. I can't do that. What? <laughs> 
I understand. I understand. Hey, I just wanted to call in. I'm so I'm 51 years old, Scotty. I grew up playing baseball my whole life, played baseball in college, and I am absolutely tired with Major League Baseball. Do you know what I did yesterday, Scotty? I went and coached my kids' travel baseball team, who's 13 years old. We had a scrimmage yesterday against another team, and it was so nice to watch the kids go out there and play that played because they love the game. Because they enjoyed it, not because of money. These kids, they're they're not giving excuses on why they're not playing because they got to stay in a hotel, they got to be away from their family. I mean, what what team flies commercial right now? Yeah, I mean, none. How how can none. they say none? None. My cousin, my cousin has since Michigan has slowly started to reopen. He's got a He's got a business in Florida. He's got a business in Michigan. He, he's he's been flying weekly back and forth from Michigan to Jacksonville. He's not bitching that he's flying commercial. You know how how many people is he getting in contact with? This is crazy, yeah. Scotty. It's just crazy. Yeah, listen, it, it it's a it's an old, obviously beaten down thing, Kevin. The money in sports nowadays is just remarkable. Uh, you know, Commissioner Manfred said yesterday that there is going to be baseball. Listen, he he could say that only once, but if the players don't want to play, he can't force players to play. And the 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 optics of it, the look of it, they're trying to get an agreement, but it is just taking this sport to a turn that I, I don't want. Listen, I remember the strike years. Don't get me wrong, but. The thing that I've said repeatedly about this, Kev, is it, it, this is one lousy year. You know, five to ten year players association contract, I get you fight for every single nickel. But this is one lousy season, and it's only a half a season anyway. So, you know, why can't they just come to terms knowing full well there's a great chance we might not have baseball anyway. Even if they came to an agreement, we might not have baseball because uh, the virus may be coming back. Now, it looks like we will, but who, who? it's one season. They can't suck it up for one season. I, I tell you, I, I just, I do, I blame the players way more than I do the owners. Um, I, I just baseball think that dying. they are way off base. Baseball's absolutely dying. I mean, what, when is the last time? Uh, you were, you were, you're the same age as me. You're close. Yeah. When we're kids, I mean, you you go out there, you play wiffle ball, you got ghost runners, you, yeah. you're out there with three guys playing home run derby. What When was the last time you saw someone driving down the road playing wiffle ball someplace? Never. Never. That used to be Never. the big thing. What we we used to, Kev, you know, we, we'd get the brand new wiffle ball. That was like Christmas. It, it was like Christmas in July. You go to the local five and dime store and you'd get this wiffle ball that you'd beat up over the course of, you know, the next two weeks or so. And we had all kinds of tape to tape all because of the laces, in essence, would be ripping because we'd use it so much. And we taped that thing up until finally it just basically disintegrates. And then you'd be able to, to find a quarter and go get yourself another wiffle ball. I mean, it was like, yeah, those days are long gone. Those are the glory yeah, days, but I those mean- days are long, long gone, Kev. What 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 kid didn't have a wiffle ball bat with a with a name or something on it? The old my mine used to be the Killer X five thousand. 
we'd tape it. <laughs> we'd have eight different ways we'd tape it. We'd be retaping it. I mean, it's it's just. And then they want to go hold out for more money, or they want to do stuff like this, and it's like, yeah, what, what's wrong with what's wrong? I just don't understand it. Don't understand yeah. it, Scotty. But anyway, hey, love love that you're back on the air. Can't say enough about the podcast, and the only thing complaint I have is the name of this show is awful. Winning with Wetzel, really enjoyed it. Winning with Wetzel. With that, now that's not bad. All right, Kev. That's not bad. We we can take uh, maybe suggestions on that. Winning with Wetzel. That's that's uh, I kind of like that. Or winners with Wetzel. That like instead of bad beats, why don't we be positive? I'm always being accused of being negative. How about being positive? How about that? How about winning with Wetzel or winners with Wetzel versus the bad beats? Not a bad thought. But yeah, the commissioner yesterday said that absolutely positively he did a little conference call before the MLB draft, which was as boring as boring can be. I, I must say, you know, I did watch about an hour of it, just getting a kick out of it. And, you know, they're ranking these baseball, high school, college kids. You, you don't know. The baseball draft, you might as well have the 50th pick versus the first. Who knows? If you go over the last 10 years, last 20 years, whatever the case may be, and look at first-round picks. I mean, there are way, 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 way more busts than there are star players. NBA, you might be able to say the same thing, but no one expects an NBA draft choice after basically the 10th pick to really be worth anything. If you're drafting 11, you might as well be drafting 90th in the NBA because they suck. You know, that's the case in baseball, not because they stink, just because who knows? You know, you're basically drafting a bunch of high school kids. Although I guess, you know, college kids were, were dominant last the night in the draft. But the competition is so bad in some of these towns that these high school kids play in. You don't know. They all hit 500. You know, they all throw, you know, and strike out 50 zillion batters. It's it's a, just a crapshoot. So, you know, I, I'm watching the four-letter network, and they're going through these drafts, and they're trying to break these kids down. And I'm like, come, come on, please. You know, and even one of them. I forget who said, you know, it, it probably doesn't matter. They all can throw the ball 90 miles an hour. They could all hit 450. Who knows why some work out and why others don't work. And it's true. So anyway, Manfred, you know, spoke to the four-letter network and uh, MLB network, little conference call. And he said categorically, we're going to play baseball in 2020 100%. If it has to be under the March 26th agreement, if we get to that point in the calendar, so be it. But one way or another, we're playing baseball. And what he meant by that is not as encouraging as it may sound. What he was referring to was he was given the dopey players, boy, and Tony Clark's as dumb as dumb can be. You know, he gave the commissioner the categorical power of just saying, okay, here are the rules that we're going to be playing by, like it or not. So he has that. Right. And that's what he meant by under the March 26th agreement. If he had tells the players, listen, owners want to play 48, 50 games. We're going to pay you a prorated scale. And that's what it is. Um, so he says he could do that. And while he, you know, legally, if you want to say that, has the right to do that, you can't force these players to pay. You, you can't. You know, if those players 
you know, they may go under the guise of, listen, we're not playing, Rob, because it's it's too dangerous. It, it's just, you know, we just don't believe we're not going to catch the virus. And we can be holed up in Orlando and we can be holed up in Arizona and, and holed up in Texas and California, wherever they plan on playing. But you know what? It's too dangerous. We're seeing around the country that the virus is not gone and we don't want to take a chance. And if the players say that, no one's going to blame them. We may not believe them, but you can't with a straight face say, well, players, you're being stubborn SOBs because you don't want to put your life on the line. And they wouldn't. You know, the, the fan would probably say, OK, it's unfortunate. It stinks. I wish they had a different view. But if that's really what they think, then no matter how much money is there, you can't force a player to play. So. Manfred may think he has the ability to say, absolute, we're having a season this year. But if, you know, if Mike Trout and, you know, Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw and, uh, you know, pick the top players in the league, if they all get together and say, we're not playing, then you don't have a league unless you want to play with a bunch of minor leaguers. And I don't think they really want to do that. So. I don't take his proclamation last night that there will be baseball this season one way or the other with any grain of salt. I really don't. If anything, it's just Manfred continuing to put more fuel on the fire. I, I just it's remarkable whether it's the players being dopey one day and Tony Clark, their leader, or then it's Rob Manfred now the next day. Why, why would you stoke this flame? Why would you basically put the gauntlet down there saying, players, we're going to come to an agreement. Otherwise, I'm going to throw this in your face. You don't, you don't have to do that publicly. Why? It just, I've never seen, you know, and I like all four sports. And, and the commissioner, Gary Bettman, in the NHL is probably the dumbest out of all of them because he fails to promote his sport. But I've never seen a sport try and piss off its fan base more than I have Major League Baseball this offseason. Man, just shut up. You know, if you get asked those questions last night, you're the commissioner, you put up a good front. You say, yep, you know what, we're working. Players came up with a proposal. They came down from the 114 down to 89. It's not quite going to get it done from the owners. We appreciate them coming forward with a deal. We're going to make a counter deal pretty soon. I'm feeling some good vibes here. I'm encouraged. I think we're going to definitely get something done. We got a couple of weeks still to play with. But, you know, you put a positive spin on it. Instead, you know, he draws the line in the sand and tells players basically, F you, you're either going to do it our way or or else. I mean, you can't negotiate any dumber than these baseball officials have done over the last three months. It's just remarkable. And they've had the longest time out of all the sports. They've had the most time to prepare for this, maybe football, but they've had the most time to prepare out of the NBA and the NHL, college sports and, and everything else. And, and they're screwing it up the most. It's just just remarkable. It, it really is just, it, it's too funny. I mean, you can't make it up. You, you couldn't negotiate any worse than what baseball has done. NBA, um, they have some issues as well. I find it funny that Carmelo Anthony is speaking out, you know, but he told TNT last night, Ernie Johnson, that he's a little leery about playing basketball. As far as actually playing and going back down to Orlando, I'm still up in the air a little bit because I really don't. We don't have all the details. We don't know a lot of information. So until we have that, it's hard to just commit to 100%. I find that funny because uh, recently he was talking about having a couple of his former injured stars back, Zach Collins, Yusef Nurkic, back with the team, that he was looking forward to getting the real team together. 
And now he's talking about, you know, not playing. And this is a guy that was out of the league for almost two years, begging, 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 begging for a job. He finally gets accepted by a team. And now all of a sudden he's backtracking, saying he doesn't want to necessarily be part of this until he knows all the information. Former player Matt Barnes basically echoed the same thing, saying guys uh, around the league are a little leery about returning and they want to concentrate on the, the social injustice more than anything else. Uh, you know, I'm sure the NBA will be back, but there's uh, some wrinkles in the plans, that is for sure. All right, Bagels and Bad Beats will wrap things up next right here on the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bad Beats for a Thursday morning. Let us wrap up shop with a couple of stories that we didn't really delve into. Had time too much. This time does fly, boy. Two hours. Torrey Hunter, uh, this is a tough story for me being a Red Sox fan, says he hated playing at Fenway Park because a lot of fans were using the N-word and just being, um, you know, uh, using the N-word. That's all you really need to say. When he was playing in the outfield and he hated it. So much so that he put a, a trade clause in there saying he could get traded to Boston, which, it, like I said, it's disheartening for me because I've been to Fenway Park as a Red Sox fan probably a dozen times or so. I have never, ever, ever, and, I, and I'm not just saying this to protect Fenway Park and Red Sox fans. I've never heard that. Not, not once walking around Fenway Park, hanging around, never even remotely thought about that when I was there. So not saying he's lying, but it's, it's sad that uh, he had to go through that because um, having dealt with Tory one time, he's a great person, and uh, that, that's a shame that uh, he has to say that about Fenway Park. So NFL says it may cut its preseason down to two games. Remember, next year it's going to be three from the four that it is right now, but because of the coronavirus and everything going on, if it helps the situation a little bit, cutting it down to two, then, then they might do that, which is a great thing. How about some genes? Arch Manning, not Archie, but Arch. That's his uh, grandson. He's the son of Cooper Manning, who's the brother of Peyton and Eli that didn't make it to the NFL. So his son, Arch, is a sophomore, and he threw for 34 touchdowns, just six interceptions as a 15-year-old freshman last year. Now all of a sudden, he has a growth spurt. He grew two inches and gained 25 pounds from his freshman to his sophomore year, listed at 6'1", 190 pounds, 6'3", rather, I mean, it, it's a, I don't know what they what kind of genes the Manny family has had over the years, but I'll tell you what that is just I mean, wow! It, it just never ends uh, with that family. So hey, we are coming to an end. Unfortunately, don't forget Fowler, Spieth, Justin Rose, Webb Simpson. Those are our guys. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Big and bad.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.